Hi, I'm Ken Dario. And I'm Cinco Paul. We are screenwriters. We've written the Despicable Me movies. Secret Life of Pets. Horton Hears a Who, The Lorax, Lots among of others. Stuff. Lots of fun stuff. And we also, beyond just writing movies, we love movies. We enjoy movies. We love to watch movies. Who doesn't enjoy movies? But but it turns out I've watched a lot more movies than Ken has. Well, I don't know if that's true. Oh, well, you do know You've watched true. a lot of different movies. No, I've watched, You've watched a, a lot, lot of movies. I, I don't know if that's true. But there are a lot of discrepancies in our... Yes, I've seen a lot of what you would call classic movies that I'm always surprised that Ken hasn't seen. And I've seen a lot of movies that everybody loves, but Cinco is too cool to watch. <laughs> really? Well, that's sort, everybody of, loves? that's sort of how it comes across. Okay, and so in order to remedy this, we created a podcast called Make, Make Him Watch It! Make Him Watch It! Make Him Watch It! There's lots of movies Ken hasn't seen. Some Cinco hasn't seen two. So now that it's 2019, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make him watch it for a podcast. We can't wait to make him watch it. With Cinco and Ken. So in Make Him Watch It, each time I will choose a movie that Ken has never seen and force him to watch it. And I will do the same for Cinco. This time, I think you're going to love the movie I'm going to make you watch. Great. Because it is a fantastic movie. It is a very underrated movie. Underrated? Underrated. A lot. That's of... a flag. That's a red flag. <laughs> sure. A lot of people did not like this movie. Oh, great. You're really selling this. But those people were wrong. I'm going to give you the opportunity... To, uh -huh. to dive into this movie and say, hey, this was a good movie. This is a lot better than the critics seem to think it was. Thank you so much for this opportunity you're giving me. <laughs> I'm giving you an opportunity. The movie you are I am going to make you watch this week is a movie from 1992. Okay. Directed by the one and only Ron Howard. Love Ron Howard. I think you know what's coming. I know what's coming because I know how much you love this movie. The movie is Far and Away. Yes. Yes, Far and Away is very underrated. It's a movie I love. <laughs> I mean, it couldn't be overrated. I've seen it. I th th Well, I'll tell you the story behind why I love this movie a little bit more uh, after we watch it and when we're getting into our thing. But that's the movie. Far and away, I really think if you give it a chance, if you open your heart and your mind, yes, <laughs> you may just fall in love with these two well, characters. Look, it's got all a lot of ingredients that I would like. I love Tom Cruise, yes. as you know. I love Nicole Kidman. And I Ron Howard? Ron Howard directed two of my favorite movies of all time, Splash and Parenthood. So Cinco, I think it's time for you to, to fall in love with far and away. Okay. I stayed away from it because and 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 to be fair, it's because of the reviews. That's right. You it got negative reviews and it also doesn't, you know, it's like I know it's set in Ireland and there's it's historical, not necessarily my type of flick, but I'm going right. to check it out because the movie I'm going to make you watch mm. I believe is 100% a masterpiece. Okay. It's by a filmmaker that I I think you're not a, a huge fan of. Uh, the movie I'm going to have you watch is 2001's The Royal Tenenbaums. Ah. Directed yes. by Wes Anderson, written by Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson. Mm -hmm. It stars Gene Hackman, Angelica Houston, right? Ben Stiller. Right. All right. Owen I'm gonna... Wilson, Luke Wilson, Gwyneth Paltrow. Let me tell you my experience with this movie. I've stayed away from this movie. Because? Because I... Just feel like I'm really not going to like it. And I know people love this movie. Yes, I'm not a big fan 
of Wes Anderson. Right. You've seen what ones have you? Because uh, I was trying to. I wanted you I've to see one. Moonrise I know you've Kingdom, seen Moonrise Kingdom. I've seen Bottle Rocket. Uh, maybe that's it. Um, Rushmore. No, I have not seen Rushmore. Okay. So we can do that on another show. Well, that was, I was between Rushmore and Royal Tenenbaums, but I, I thought like, I thought you were more likely to like this one. It's so. it's it's interesting because I really appreciate what he does. I love his style and the look of his films, but I don't know. They just don't pull me in the way they, I know they pull you in. Yeah. So I've, I know people really love this movie and I've, I've stayed away because I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy who has to talk about the movie that everybody loves in a negative way. Well, guess what? I'm going to force you to be that guy. Make me be that guy. But Cinco. hopefully you're going to like it. Cause you know, I, I love this movie and I think there's, a, I think this is the movie of his actually that has the most heart. All right. I love heart. And Moonrise Kingdom though also has a lot as far as I'm concerned. Yes. So anyway, I guess since uh, what's also interesting about Royal Tenenbaums is it was released by Touchstone Pictures in 2001. Oh, yes. There was another movie released that year by Touchstone called Bubble Boy. That is true. Maybe that's why I have a chip on my shoulder against this movie, right? Because it was, it was competition. It was competition for, for our masterpiece for Bubble our Boy. Masterpiece Bubble Boy. If yeah. only Royal Tenenbaums hadn't come out, people would have seen our movie. That's right. And they would have remembered it. And <laughs> I would be forcing you to watch. I don't know. I don't watch it now. But nope. anyway, I we've talked enough. You know what it's time for now? It's time to make, make him watch it. Make him watch it. Make him watch it. We can't wait to make him watch it. It's time, Cinco. Let's do it. And I think I think traditionally we start with you. I kind of want to hear what did you think of Far and Away? What did I think of Far and Away, which is one of your favorite movies of all One time. of my favorite movies. I loved it. You loved it? For the first 15 minutes. Oh. And, um, and it's very promising. Right? Because it's like, I mean, look, this film is shot beautifully. 70 millimeter. 70 shot millimeter. 70 I mean, millimeter. it looks amazing. It's just gorgeous. And it's the Irish countryside it's for a long time, you know. Yeah. Uh, initially, and then we moved to America, but it just looks beautiful. And I tell you, I loved sort of the opening of, you know, all the old guys in the bar and just sort of that Irish charm yes. and they're singing the songs. Then we introduce the Donnellys. Yes. You know, it's Tom Cruise and his bully brothers. And his dummy brothers and they're fighting. And he's fighting them. And then his dad, right, has di- has gotten injured. Right. And By the landlord. Yeah. And then I also really loved, like, so his dad is brought in, right, the the mean landlord, or the guy who's the enforcer for the right, landlord, right. I guess. The hired uh, help. The guy, yeah. yeah, the enforcer. He comes in. And, um, but anyway, so so then a friend brings the dad in, says, like, your father's been injured, and he was like, take me home to my sons. Right. And, and then the, you have this amazing deathbed scene where he dies. Yes. And then he comes back to life. <laughs> yes. And I, I mean, I loved this. Thank you. Good. Because, you, because it was that's like a, that. That's a tough moment. You either no, go with I that or you don't. I wanted more of that. Right, right. Is what, what I wanted. Because for me, it set the tone of sort of this magical realism, this sort of mm. mystical, this sort of fun thing where it's like, and there was a lot of humor with like, you're an odd boy. Right. It was like, yes. So you, you came back from the dead to tell me I'm an odd boy. Yes. Yes. And um, so that was really charming. And then it was kind then it became a little traditional where it's, it, it was, you know, the deathbed challenge. Right. Right. 
right? I need you to to go and land. And land. Land a, is what makes a, a man without land. A man is nothing. And so you've set Tom Cruise's goal, right? He yes. needs to get some land. But then he sort of switches, and it's like he's going to get revenge on this landlord, yes. right, for, like, his father's death. Right. He's got to get revenge on the landlord, Christy. Oh, and also because at, at the dad's funeral, this jerky guy. Wait, at the oh, funeral? Oh, Stephen Chase. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. The guy, the enforcer. Yeah, the enforcer. Yeah. Guy comes and they burn and down they the house. Burn the, the house funeral. down. Yes. <laughs> and so he's like, I'm gonna get revenge. I'm gonna kill this Christy guy. Yeah. This this landlord. And so he goes off and he then bumps into the landlord. Right. One of many coincidences <laughs> throughout this movie sure. of people bumping into each other. But anyway. I already know where you're going with this, and you're wrong. You missed something. But go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> And the guy is just like really jovial and nice. How are you, sir, tonight? Oppressed. That's the word for me. I live in a house that's stuffy and dull and worse. I have a wife who forbids me to drink. God, I'd crave adventure, boys. If I had wings, I'd fly to the stars. <laughs> You're good, handsome. So uh, Tom Cruise is following him home and he's going to try to shoot him and... Uh, he has a little exchange where he's, I guess he hides out in the, in the barn, in the stable. And then we meet Nicole Kidman's character and she's independent. Very and modern. She wants to be modern. Very she modern. says this. And then he tries to kill, which I, I like the idea. Like I'm going to, I'm on this revenge quest, right. but then this guy's actually seems like, like a, a decent nice guy. guy. He's yeah, like, yeah. nice. What am I doing? And, and then this movie just went off the rails. What me. are you talking I'm about? Sorry, Cam. <laughs> What? But for me, like I, I had high hopes for it with the opening, but ultimately, this movie just meanders everywhere. Oh. You never really get to know the characters. It's it's really shallow. Joseph, There's like nothing to this movie. It's just very typical. It's just traditional. There was nothing interesting about. It. Like anybody could have made this movie. It was sort of aspiring to be some sort of grand immigrant epic i guess but for me it just and... you you are wrong sir here's why okay tell first me of all cause... let me let me tell you about this movie well i know this is i know you saw it initially when you were younger so... i saw it when I, well actually i worked at a movie theater when it came out it was my first job and i was working at the movie theater and i was in charge you kind of it was a rinky dink little theater where i did everything so i took tickets i ran the projectors and on thursdays the new movies would come in so Ron Howard's new movie's coming in and we get the cans with the film in it. Cans. And you yeah. gotta assemble it on the platter. You gotta you know, you gotta assemble the reels on the platter. And we open What up. does that mean? It means it comes in many reels and you put them into one giant reel. So and it's like it lays sideways. You sideways. splice them together yeah, you or splice, something? You splice the reels together and it makes one massive Whoa. Yeah. It was pretty fun. But uh so we're doing that. So you open up the can to pull the first reel out, and there's a letter inside from Ron Howard. From Mr. Ron from Howard. From Mr. Himself? Ron Howard himself. And it, it it's this letter about how much how important this movie is to him and how it means so much to him, and it's very personal and it's very important to him. The 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 product the projection and the presentation are just as best as they can be. And he he literally just kind of outlines like I the technical aspects that he wanted for the each each projection uh room and and just kind of how much it meant to him. And that was so cool. I remember watching that thinking, if I ever get a movie made and I send it, see now there's no, there's no reels. I can't send out. No. But I just remember that really, that really stuck with me. 
And so I kind of maybe went into this movie thinking like, wow, this is this this is his baby, right? He this really is personal cares name. about this. And I did. I watched it and I loved it. I loved it so much. And it was it's really long movie. Yeah, two so, hours, twenty minutes. So at the end of the day, when the when the last show would show, there were two theaters in my in my uh, place, and so theater one would let out, and then there was still another hour left of Far and Away. So I would always go in and watch the last hour. So I really oh even when you were projecting when the I was other working movie. when I was right. working in there right so what, because this is like a crappy theater with like two people in yeah, there anyway yeah. so I've seen the end of this movie a million times um, Cinco this it's a I don't know what to tell you other than it's it's a fun epic it's super epic it's beautiful to watch all the way through no look if Ron Howard had paid as close attention to the script as he clearly did with like the look of the movie and how look, he wanted it, is it to not look. it is it is a popcorn movie in in the sense that it's not deep it is not i understand it does feel like an epic and it's it's a light epic you did, here's the it's thing it's a very light epic here's that's the thing. what else you no, so no. you just didn't buy into this the the two of them and the friction and the why can't you tell me you like my hat say you like my hat you're not wearing a hat say it why can't you say it shannon why can't you say you like my hat? Why can't you say you like my suit? I've earned this. I've, I've done well. <laughs> Come on. No, there was a point like very late in the movie when one of the prostitutes, because we should maybe go through the story. because because She wasn't he's, a prostitute. She danced at the Burley No, no, no. Queue. I would say one of the prostitutes says, why don't you just shag each other already? Right, right. She's my sister. And I'm your mother. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, how, they've lived together in the same room for months. Have They're you never been in a complicated relationship? People, and they've never once kissed or there's never been there any are sort of acknowledgement. Issues. There are class issues. Class, not, in, not once they got to America. Oh, there was pride. pride. He became proud. She became real. They flip-flopped. Did you not watch the movie? <laughs> It was a beautiful oh, tale. Oh, I watched oh, the movie. Cinco. I watched it. Here, it's I. I I'm seeing that, and and I I hate to say this <laughs> because I have know, a feeling you're going I, to. I, I love you, Ken. Sure, but I I found a common like in the movies that you've made me watch. Yes, sort of a common theme that mm-hmm. runs through them. Yes, which is bad writing, <laughs> like the scripts, like. There's, they all have other great qualities to them. Like right. the stars in this are great. And I also love um, Cole Meany. Yeah. Right? I mean, I've always loved him. Mm-hmm. And Robert Prosky plays the 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 landlord who's actually benevolent. Yes. And Cole Meany is like this jerky guy who, I guess, runs right, you know, right. Boston, yeah, yeah. the Irish part of Boston. Sure, he's sort of Because there's boss. this whole thing. They get to it. So, so – he comes and he offends the the guy who's the the rival for Nicole Kidman's affection. Correct, right? The enforcer, mm-hmm. and they f- sort of fight because Tom Cruise just likes to punch everybody. You know, he, fight see, everybody. They set that up. I don't know if you remember with his brothers. Oh no no no! Oh no no no! Okay, there's nothing <laughs> subtle about this movie. There's no way anyone could. Well, miss- don't say. I guess he likes to punch things. No, he's a Anything. fighter. He's a scrapper. Yeah. He's a scrapper. <laughs> so anyway, so then, but he's already been, he's like condemned to die. They're going to kill him because he tried to kill the landlord, right? With the rifle right, and it right. blew up in his face. And But he's he's being held there as a prisoner. He's condemned to death. So I don't know why this guy would even deign to like have a duel with him. He's like a lower class commoner. It's just like send him to the 
He had to send him. a message. What are you talking about? It was honor. Tom Cruise <laughs> pulled the rug out from under him and put his boot on his throat. You don't just let that go. You duel that guy. You duel him? Absolutely. If you're in, I don't know. I guess because he was so cocky, he thought like, oh, I can't ever lose. Of course. How anyway, can he lose then Nicole this? Kidman shows up with her like horse carriage and says like, come with me. I'm going to go to America. They're going so, to America. And so then they go to America. She didn't just show up like that. But go ahead. Okay. <laughs> she, I mean, they'd set up that she wanted to leave and go to America. Every resident of the United States is entitled to 160 acres of land. They've got so much of it, they give it away for free. No land is given away. In any part of the world. In America it is. And I'm going there. So then they get to America. So like most of the movie then takes place in America. Correct. And they're in Boston. And suddenly we get like they're 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 living together and he tells everybody that she's his sister. And so she's working at a chicken processing they're place. They're both working at the chicken they're processing place. They're both at the place. chicken processing place. But then he gets a sideline as like a boxer, as like a bare knuckle boxer. Right. But what's amazing is everybody else just like stands at like Marquis of Queensbury rules, I guess. Yes. And he invented yes. like, reg- normal fighting. Yes, because of his Irish background. Before. No, he had to beat up his brothers. Don't you but, remember? But Ken, as you're watching this, sure. don't you feel like, what what's going on here? When no. suddenly it becomes all about boxing and about fighting and what? all it's this stuff. It's a journey. It was he this wants guy's land. Ju- yes. And then he let go of He was of making dream. money for, but why? But you can't have, I, I think it's always problematic when your protagonist lets go of, of their dream. You know what's of problematic, the they want. Cinco? What's problematic <laughs> is problematic. when you just can't watch a movie and enjoy it and you dissect it and you decide oh that that should have been uh, the midpoint and this should have happened and blah 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 no why don't we <laughs> just enjoy it do? why don't we let sound? the movie just meander a little no, bit and enjoy Ken, it the fact that i'm analyzing it is yes i know i know if i'm thinking working. about it it means my head's not in the movie yes i get yeah, that they're but, not doing their but, job yeah. so so look i will say this is the best movie you've made me watch <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Whee! That's called damning with faint praise. Yes. It is the word. And and look, <laughs> I, I, I guess that you love it. And that it, it, it's you. I you know do. you got a special note from Ron I got Howard. A if I got note, a special note from someone. You would probably someone, like it a little more, too. Yeah, I would probably like it a little more, too. <laughs> but, and I also, you know, I, I have an issue with Ron Howard. Why? What's wrong which with is, Ron Howard? Here's the thing. He made some great comedies. Yes. Night Shift, I love. Yes. Splash, even better. Then Parenthood, I feel like that's a masterpiece of, I would agree. of a movie. You I know, would agree. Some people say it's sitcom but I, I think they're wrong. I think it's just like a really deep movie about families and I what agree, being 100%. a parent is. And then he decided like he was too good for comedy. Okay. I, I hate no but I, I think it's like I would like to voice this. Yes, you're allowed. Because 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 then after that he did backdraft and then he did this and then it's just like Don't say this. Then he then he went on a whole path of like making serious movies that were more important. I did guess. you do air quotes when you said serious? Yeah. Okay. Because uh and, and so so part of me is also just like resent sort of like you made great comedies. You had a gift for directing comedies. And somehow that wasn't enough. And all of his movies since then, to me, have been pretty mediocre. It's just like he's not a great filmmaker. And, and Don't make me bring up... Well, we can't. What are you going to bring up? I was just going to bring up Solo. 
that I loved Solo. So, oh, you, the movie that the he movie stole, stole from Lord and Miller and destroyed, destroyed. They're unique filmmakers. Their movies that are interesting. True. That and, is true. And um, and you liked Solo. Don't say he destroyed it. You know you liked it. No, I didn't. You did like Solo. Like you came back the next day liking Solo. I, did I say I liked it? Yeah, you liked it a lot. I don't know if I liked it a lot. I loved it. Oh I loved it. Gosh. Was, it was fantastic. But anyway. One of the best Star Wars movies they I, made. I mean, apparently the movie is about the relationship between these two people. But you never, apparently, really, you never really get to know anything about them beyond the most surfacey versions of like plucky Irish guy who likes to fight and upper class girl who wants to be modern. And then they sort of, but it's like, I don't understand what's keeping them apart. Pride. I, <laughs> There's a whole scene. Why can't you say you like my hat? They've Yeah, what? What do you mean? No, they, no, but that meant that meant you love me, right? He's saying, "Why can't you admit that you love me?" Well, no, I think what at that point in the movie what is happening is Please yeah, explain this to me. He found he finally got a little taste of the glory, right? He became this boxer and he kind of became a celebrity and it went to his head, which was the thing that he hated about her and her whole family and her people at the beginning. They walk in and into this like pit of a town and this uh, prostitute den where they're going to live. And he says, these people, Shannon, these people are my kind of people. And my kind doesn't like your kind. In fact, they hate everything about you. Right. right. And. And we see that dynamic flip throughout the movie, right? We see he now gains gains status in the town. He becomes this boxer. And she is just working, working to just try and survive. And so it flips. And it's fun and interesting to watch how they interact with each other after it's flipped. I don't see why that's not fun for you. <laughs> I, he becomes cocky and full of himself. And he buys 10 hats. And he doesn't need to. And she's becoming real. And she's you know, mingling with the real people. And then they, and then also this like when Rocky got soft in Rocky three. Yes. Sort of. It's a, <laughs> it's a version of that. Um, look, I'm not going to argue that it's a masterpiece of anything. Right. I'm yeah. just saying it's a beautiful movie. It is beautifully shot. It looks beautiful. It is the, the, the production value is just beyond anything that was happening at the time it's shot in 70 millimeter it looks like it's shot in 70 millimeter that race that horse race at the end that was which i that's the part i would watch every every right because that's like the last hour of the movie it was fantastic <laughs> and it was okay that it was an hour because it was great and it was epic and it was so no, fun it to was watch. great but it felt it felt to me a lot like and that was really great, well shot. And although I I kept on worrying about these horses, these horses are taking real look, spills. Look, I watched. I watched Stagecoach. These horses were fine. Stagecoach, they were killing those horses. Those horses were dead. <laughs> no, they, there were a few tumbles, but they were much safer I wonder safer how they, they did them. To. Yeah, well, yeah. They, they, they and kept the horses safe. But anyway, yeah. yes, that was thrilling and epic and, and huge. And um, But if you don't care about the love story, then you don't care about yeah, the race. You, you, because that's you he's racing about... to, for his love, right? That's what it but is. But then it's, does he want to do it? Or is he going to plant the flag or not? I don't know. It's just, I just I guess I just didn't really buy in to, to that. But it's, it felt like in a lot of ways, I have to mention a couple other things about the movie. Though, mention your I things. found interesting. Of course, Clint Howard. Yes. <laughs> the grossest, Who plays the jerk. The grossest version of Clint Howard we've ever so had. So he's, he's nasty he's Nicole, and disgusting. He's Shannon's uh, boss, boss at, at the chicken the, factory. At the chicken plucking factory. Yes. And he just is like, yeah. 
disgusting. He's just disgusting and horrible and shiny and wet. And because and- she's a corker, yes. she can't hold her tongue. No. She's modern and she's a corker, and so she just has to like let him have and it. She lets him have it and she, she loses yells all these days it. of yeah. pay. Take Thursday as well, you peewee of a man, or whatever she says. <laughs> Take Friday as well, you spineless little fraction of a man. And then it just felt like in a lot of ways, uh Ron Howard and I guess Bob Dolman wrote the script with yes. him. And or or I guess Ron Howard came up with the story. Ron Howard came and then story Bob and Dolman then Dolman wrote the script. Like what did what did he end up doing after this? I don't know. Probably not much because it's not a great script. But anyway, they're just trying to like hit all these points of like, oh, what like an epic about this time period. Like there's one point where you do this scene. It's like we're showing off the steam powered machine. You know, it's like here's a new invention. And as we move past that, a guy just like randomly walks in front of the camera holding a bicycle. Sort of as it's established, and here's the first bicycle. No, that is not what happened. (laughs) That was it. We arrived. Oh my gosh. We arrive in Oklahoma. I was like, here's all the little details of like. No, this is like, hey, there was a lot going on. It was the day before the race. Some guys were going on bikes. Some guy was trying to get his steam machine going. <laughs> no, no, no. Was, was someone step- riding a bicycle they against did. all these horses? That's what carrots? happened. Did, did you see it in the film, the guy that was riding the bicycle? I just saw the guy carry the bicycle. No, see, that, you it. saw him later in the race trying to do it on the bike. And of course it oh, didn't work. Oh, and then they're wandering it around not- in the snow. They're homeless. You are the worst. You are the worst. Um, You're the worst kind of person. Here's here's the thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard for me... To like these movies that just like could be about something more and could be better. And it's like, you know, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman have, have both made much better movies than this, right? Sure. That are about real things and that, that are interesting and unique. This was just so by the numbers for me, I guess. And I'm sorry, Ken. I'm you are being the worst. a jerk again. It's what you do. I keep on pooping all over these movies that you love. I just hope someday, someday. You can lighten up and have some fun in life. That's all I hope. That's my hope for you. So, so, but I, you know, I, I guess I right. see the appeal in it for you. And <laughs> for you. <laughs> for you. I mean. For people like you. I'm not alone in my feelings. No, you're not. This, this you're movie not. did not do well. No, it didn't. I don't know. how. Well, do we? Does Ron Howard talk? I mean, I'm sure it's special to him because it was about his family kind of. Or yeah. I think his, his Irish. His, his family his ran in that race. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how Cruz and Kidman f- feel about it. At this I don't point. care how they feel about it. I just know how I feel about it, Cinco. <sighs> and I love it. That's that's beautiful. And that's really what it's all about. <laughs> that is. So, okay. So let's talk about the movie then. Because I feel I'm interested to hear what you think. Because in some ways it feels to me these two movies were not. It's not movie versus movie. It is not movie versus movie. But it's very much they represent the difference in our uh, taste. In films, I think. But maybe you'll surprise me. What do you think of Royal Tenenbaums? <sighs> Royal Tenenbaums, a movie I have avoided for years. Yes. Because it is, I just thought of it as pretentious and quirky and just, I felt like it was going to annoy me. Yeah. So I will say that is how I went into the movie. I'm right, you sorry. were ready to be annoyed. I was. Um, so here's the deal. Yeah. I freaking loved it. <laughs> See, now you're making me feel like a jerk. Well, you are a jerk, but I freaking loved this I, movie. Oh, that makes me so happy. I mean, Cinco, I, I'm going to tell you something. Okay. The movie ended. Yeah. And I said, I, I just watched it to watch it. And then yeah. I thought, I got to go back and 
write down some stuff because we're going to talk about it. Yeah. I went back. I started to write down some stuff. I watched the whole movie again. I watched oh, it twice in a row. You did. I was up to one thirty. Oh my! Gosh. And I took no notes the second time because I just wanted you were just to watch in it again. It. Isn't it? It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It is. I. I I'm so confused by this movie. Also, <laughs> first of all, it's one of these movies that you watch. The first time this happened to me was when I really watched Amadeus. Ah. I remember when I was younger, I watched Amadeus and why would I watch Amadeus as a kid? I have no idea. And I sat down and I watched this movie and by the end, I just, I I couldn't believe what I'd just seen. And then later, as I started thinking about wanting to make movies, I would always go back to Amadeus and watch the the behind the scenes and the making of and realize, oh, I can, I can't ever make a movie. I can't do that. Because the way he talked about what he was doing in every scene and the colors and the textures and the tastes, that's how I felt about this movie. I felt like, how did this happen? How is everything about this movie so perfect? Yeah. So visually, and, and, and I always, I'm never, you know, I, you know I'm not a big Wes fan. Anderson. I'm, but I've never been a big Wes Anderson fan. I have always been a big uh, fan of his imagery and and, right, yeah. and the, the what you're seeing the way he frames the shots beautiful and, and, yeah. and creative although to me sometimes it's just too quirky um in in other movies of his i've seen this movie was so perfect the f- performances i'm just gonna say one thing gene hackman are I, you kidding it's me? so great that they got him for this because oh, i've never cared one bit about gene hackman really i mean i've liked him in movies yeah this to me was unbelievable i yeah. have never seen the portrayal of that guy which we know that guy it was so real so real and I'm watching the movie and I'm fascinated because this guy's just a jerk, right? He's yeah. a jerk and he's a liar he's and he's selfish. just selfish. Yeah. And so half the lines he's saying are just, he's lying to get what he wants. And then the other half are so honest. Yeah. He says what he feels, even though it's horrible and <laughs> right? rude. To his children, to right? To his children. To Margot about her play. About right? the play. The three Tenenbaum children performed Margot's first play on the night of her 11th birthday. What'd you think, Dad? didn't seem believable to me well did you at least think the characters were well developed what characters there's a bunch of little kids there dressed up in the animal costumes good night everyone yeah he's so awful and and yet everything he said when he speaks from his heart and honestly you love him and i don't know why like you you i fell in love with this guy because he was i mean i guess it's like an archie bunker it's that kind of like just says what he believes but this guy everything he said I was just fascinated. I was on the edge of my seat. I wanted to hear him just continue. And that's how I was with every character. Every single character was perfect. Danny Glover was perfect. Uh, Everyone. Loving Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston. The kids were all. three kids. And and so I, I felt weird also because I'm watching this movie. The first time through, we get to the rooftop scene. And and mm-hmm. and I don't know that I'm going to be able to walk us through every beat of this movie, and I yeah, don't yeah. know that one should because first of all, it's it's a very there's not much to it. It's there's not a, a real driving story that leads right. from one thing it's to the next. It's kind of driven by Royal and his Shh. wanting to reconnect. It's and about everybody guy, moving back home exactly, you know? but there's not a real tight right. story. It's a character study. And yeah. look, it's divided by chapters, which yeah, is exactly yeah. what it is. You can watch any of those chapters and enjoy it because it's yeah. a whole piece. So the first time through, we get to the scene where they're on the rooftop, where Richie kind of comes to him for advice about what to do about he's in love with Margot. And this is the moment when he's a dad. Like he 
all he's wanted is to kind of have forgiveness from this family. And at this moment, that conversation, I start losing it. <laughs> I wish I could tell you what to do, but I just can't. That's okay. No, it's not. You still consider me your father? Sure I do. I wish I had more to offer in that department. I know you do, Pop. You do. <laughs> I start losing it. I've had a really complicated relationship with my father. Yes. As did I. As yeah. did you. And and my dad was not that guy, but in many ways he was. He was, he was probably. That That's really interesting. I didn't think of that when and, I And I'm this. watching this movie and, and it's about this family and this this force, this dad, who has kind of ruined the family. And all the kids are reacting differently. Everybody has a different point of view. Everybody has a different perspective. The kids don't like each other yeah. because of their different points of view. This hit home on so many levels with me. So I did feel like part of it was like, well, this is just my story kind of, you know, <laughs> right, not at all, right. but kind of is. And then I realized, no, that's everybody can relate to this movie. The, the humanity in this movie is is just phenomenal. It's what I love about it. Just like the the the, the depths of exploration of pain, and of the pain that absolutely. everybody's feeling, and the pain that we cause each other, and and the things unsaid and and in families and and it's it was just beautiful. It was beautiful because it wasn't just they have a jerky dad and everybody else is a movie perfect person. No, they were all messed up. They're all messed they were up. all confused and 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 it was it was all the dad's fault. Well, it was everybody's fault. It's just what families happen. Yeah. Things happen and we all end up being different people. But yes, there was pain between every family member for different reasons. I was like excited i ah, felt like that's great i felt excited that i'm watching this movie and i clearly was, and you want to watch it again. and i literally watched it again right after i mean it's also hilarious it's hilarious it it is it's but that's very dark that's not really the part that got me but it but no. it, but you you can go to all those crazy dark places because you're laughing along the way also so it was it was perfect for me in that sense i was so worried about it being quirky for quirky sake. So now I'm watching the movie and I'm thinking to myself, well, there are quirky scenes and quirky dialogue that don't yeah. really mean anything or aren't there for any reason other than to be odd. But every every piece of it worked for me and I don't know why because it would go from quirky weird moment to the most real moment that I could totally relate to that I've ever seen on film. So, yeah, I freaking loved it. So you take that you add performances that every single performance was unbelievable. I love Gwyneth Paltrow in this movie. She's fantastic. She's so good. Every everybody. Yeah. You 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 add performances that are unbelievable, and then you add the visuals, which every single frame of this movie looked like a a, a portrait, a still you know. It's intentional. You know, there's you feel like there's an intelligence behind every choice. And what I know? liked about this movie, in some of his other films. There's like a magical kind of uh, artificial feel to a lot mm -hmm. of the sets. And, and I feel like there's miniatures involved. Right. Something. It just doesn't feel very real. This all felt totally real because it was. Yeah. Yeah. And yet beautiful. Yet it was just it was so 
perfect and beautiful. When she gets off the bus. Oh my gosh. And these days starts playing oh. and she's walking off in slow motion and they're approaching and each the sailors other. sailors in the background. And what? That's an amazing <laughs> scene. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I Then let's talk about the soundtrack. Oh yeah. The soundtrack is so. How about the Hey Jude, that cover of Hey Jude? Oh, every song was perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a couple of scored pieces that are perfect. Yeah. The rest is needle drops that are perfect. It was awesome. The Vince Guaraldi. I love that it's not. I have no idea when this movie's set. Right. A time of year wise. Yet there are two scenes where Christmas music is just playing. Yeah, yeah. And they don't acknowledge it. And in the in one scene it's snowing, and then literally the next scene it's sunny and bright out. I don't know. <laughs> It, but it doesn't matter. I just because that that's that music just brought you to a place and it kind of made you feel like a kid. And he's in the ice cream shop with her, trying to buy her ice cream, and he wants to reconcile with her. I loved I loved everything about this movie. I can't say enough. I I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, and it it really is for me a masterclass in like how to craft a world and create characters because there's so many specific choices. And yes. They are, are are quirky and maybe some people can feel it's like too much or too twee. But for me, in this movie in particular, he completely succeeded in making it real because I felt it. And for me, where I felt it is is at the very end between Gene Hackman and Ben Stiller. Oh, when he said, gosh. I'm going to get emotional saying that night, I've had a hard year. You know, I'm getting <laughs> yeah. emotional right He's now. He's emotional. I and know. I got emotional twice. Because he holds it in the whole time, you know. Yes. He's he's he, he he because he can't deal with it because that's not how he's made. But it's like, but the very specific choices and this little two boys and the matching. Yes. I mean, it's all these funny details and just like Gwyneth ran away and she lost her finger. Yes. And, and um and it all feels there's something there is a bookish quality to it. Well, it is. It there are the chapters. It's, it's and based we... on a book and and you know they they. Oh, I didn't. They, is it based on a book? No, no. It's as if it. Oh, were based right, right, right. On, they're tr- acting as if it were based on a book, right? right. Correct. And there's the one. There's the story about when um, Richie and Margot ran off to the museum. Yes, that's one of my favorite uh, from the mixed-up files of Mrs. Basley Frank. This Frank Wilder, this book that I loved mm-hmm. as a kid. You know, so there's. I feel like Wes Anderson and I, in some ways, had similar childhoods <laughs> or something because. There's it felt so close right. to me and my my experience. Yeah, and, and and it was that's what was so great about watching this movie. So much felt like I a hundred percent know this. I this is movie. This movie is for me, and it is so personal to me. Yet what was going on had nothing to do with my life. Right, and up. it's set in it's Manhattan, in a world that has, which is not your world. No, yeah. and the. And they were all this family of geniuses, and they were old money, and it just not at all. But the emotion and the stories and this family, it was like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's all dead on every every aspect of it. I also love that, you know, they had the three kids, and I could go look at every child and see myself in each of them mm. a little bit. I could, see, I I understood them all because I've had a little bit of each of them in me. You know, I would say I was probably mostly Ben Stiller, right, <laughs> with my father, yes. yeah, um, uh, eventually, but. But yeah, that's why. So when it all comes to the end, I'm there weeping, I'm yeah. crying. I never had my moment on the rooftop. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was awesome. It was it was incredible. I thank you, Cinco. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know thank what you. else to I'm, say about I'm this. I'm so glad you love. Well, it's just yeah, it's it's a beautiful movie. And and look, I also love Moonrise Kingdom. I love Rushmore. 
This I, one for me is is the deepest, the most profound, the most meaningful, the most moving. You know, it's just for me, this is his his best film. Yeah, for for me, this goes up there with the the best movies I've seen. That's awesome. Well, you're welcome, Ken. <laughs> so thank you. And Cinco. you made me watch far and away. Far no. and- <laughs> But you see, you know, not, of, you see what I'm saying about the difference. There's obviously of course, a difference. Cinco, yeah. I'm not <laughs> dumb. I know. I'm trying to get you to lighten up and enjoy some I know. dumb movies. I need However, to. it was bad. This was a bad week because how do you, how how can you, you shouldn't watch those two movies in the same week ever. Yeah. Ever, ever. Right. Yeah. Because you will, you will. Because I, right. I watched them both too. Right. In preparation yeah. for this. And yeah. I watched Royal Tenenbaums. And then I watched Far and Away, and so <laughs> I'm seeing a flaw in our system. We may have to revisit how we do this, but but I and and, and I have to say, like I I think I can enjoy mindless movies, <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe there is something to me broken that I cannot enjoy a movie that's not really really well done. You know. Well, I'm going to try and fix that with our next movie. I'm going to give you a bad one. <laughs> so you're going to give me I'm going to give you a one? bad one but you should be able to enjoy okay all right well I think that is it I think we've said it all Cinco you win that movie was fantastic and again it's not a competition it is not but I'm so glad you liked it because I thought well because of the response you've had to his other movies and those things you know I, I thought I at concerned. best I would get a meh you know I would feel yeah. like meh it was fine but but I'm it was so glad you loved it. It was great. I want to encourage everybody out there who hasn't seen Royal Tenenbaums to definitely see it. I absolutely would second that. And you don't far have and away. to watch Far and Away. You know, on uh, sometime when you, there's nothing on, put Far and Away yeah. on. It's pretty. Turn off the sound. <laughs> yeah, just, it's beautiful. Just watch it. It's beautiful. That might be the best way to enjoy it. Well, All thank right. you again. We did it. For uh, listening to another episode of Make Him Watch It. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Syncopedia, C-I-N-C-O-P-E-D-I-A. And me at K-D-A-U-R-I-O. That's right. And um, again, thanks. Uh, let us know what you think about the podcast. And we'll see you next time on Make Him Watch It. Make Him Watch It. Make Him Watch It. There's lots of movies Ken hasn't seen. Some Cinco hasn't seen too. So now that it's 2019. Why can't you say it, Shannon? Why can't you say you like my hat? Why can't you say you like my suit? I've earned this!